Hi, this is Diva Celebration, and here to talk again about some current events. And I'm also testing out my phone recording to see if it's really that much different than recording with the professional mic that I have, which the cord at this time is doing some funny things. I think I need to get a new cord. So it went from working to now sounding like I'm talking in some sort of a tunnel. So I don't know if that's a change in software on the computer, because there's been a few updates, or if there's a kink in the cord and um, I need to get a new one. So buying a new cord, but I thought, well, I'll try it out on the phone and see how it sounds. So here we go. This is the test. Um, I do notice when I record on the phone that a lot of background noise gets picked up that is not picked up when you're doing a regular podcast on a professional microphone that is, you know, set to only pick up sound from one direction. It's not omnidirectional. It's a unidirectional mic, whereas I think a phone mic is more omnidirectional. It, you know, it picks up noise from everywhere. So if a car goes by outside, you're going to hear it. If a fan's running, which I have a fan running right now, you're going to hear that. So... Hopefully it's not too much interference, but this is the test. And I'm also going to do a podcast while I'm doing the test. Um, okay, I want to talk today about um, if the concept of reverse racism is a real concept. And, you know, whenever I see someone saying, you know, something about someone of color being a bigot or being racist, people always say, well, reverse racism doesn't exist. (laughs) And I find that really funny that people of color have a standard or even not even people of color. Maybe this is something that's been culturally uh, put out there that no matter how bad they throw some racist ideas the other way towards other people that are not of their ethnicity, they're not racist. (laughs) I find that really funny because I get accused of being racist and sometimes when I say things and I'm like, what? I'm not racist. You know, and let's just add to that, that I, you know, they, they look at me and they think I am Caucasian. I am white. Well, my, my dad is from Germany and I don't know, there might be other, there might be French, there might be Jewish in there. I'm not sure. But my mother is American Indian, Native American. I am half Native American. And my relatives are all Native American. I also have relatives that were from Japan, are are Asian. Um, I have a Native American uncle who is also my godfather, who is married to a woman from Japan. So, you know, and then I, I have, you know, there's all kinds of different ethnicities within my family. There's all kinds of ethnicities within my uh, circle of friends and acquaintances and work and none of them have ever accused me of being a racist, but they also know that I have 
you know, Native American blood in me and that I am Native American, at least 50%. I haven't done one of those genetic things to see how much, but um, I do, you know, I do have darker features. I, I, anyway, so, but I always get accused of that if somebody is in an argument with me and wants to win it, they'll try and throw that at me. And it's like, really? Hmm. Uh, I don't think I've said anything racist, but I get in those disagreements with people who just want to win an argument and that's what they do. They turn it around and whether they're white or of color, they'll try to throw that. Well, you're a racist or you're that's racism or that's bigotry or whatever. Um, Particularly uh, recently, I, I put out the notion, and I think a lot of people would agree with this, that Trump is a racist and that his administration are racist. Now, maybe not everyone in that administration is a racist, but I would say overall to go along with the policies that are being put out there to turn around a lot of the laws that were put into effect by previous presidents for people of color, for people of uh the LGBTQ community, trying to switch those laws that helped and benefited them and trying to, to switch them back to where they don't have the benefit anymore. It's not only racism, it's sexism. But I, I, you know, I put a post up and said that, you know, if, if you vote for Trump, it, you know, Trump is a racist. So if you vote for Trump, that makes you a racist. And I had one black man, he's a friend of mine, who I was really surprised, he said that he didn't agree with that. And I said, well, my way of thinking is that if you support someone's ideas, if you support that person, you're supporting their ideas. And if you support their ideas, which Trump is a racist, then you're a racist because you're okay with someone who is okay with racism. You're okay with somebody who thinks that they sh- uh, uh, all people should not be equal. You're okay with someone who's willing to take you know, rights away from people, switch laws back to primitive times before they had those rights. And basically, that's racism, sexism, whatever. You're okay with that if you support that person. And if you vote for that person, yes, that makes you a racist, which the more he kind of went back and forth with me, the more I thought, oh, my God, he is a black man that voted for Trump. And I cannot understand how anyone of color can vote for Trump with all of the things he espouses and the way that he's tried to flip things around current laws, things that would benefit people of color. And he's trying to take that off the books. He's also trying to take things off the books for, you know, the LGBTQ community. But, you know, that's the other funny thing about people who are are people of color. You know, they don't want to be discriminated against, but then they'll start bringing up their moral high ground and saying that we should discriminate against gays, transgenders, you know, bisexuals, etc., Oh, so it's okay if you, you know, 
if we are sexist against or racist against this group, if we're bigots against that group. But it's not okay if we're doing that to your group of people. So that's the other thing that I found whenever I'm in a discussion, and usually these discussions don't stay discussions. I try to keep them discussions because I'm all up for a great debate. You know, I'm up, I'm up for a great debate. If you can bring to the table something that may convince me that I might not be thinking the right way, I'll listen. I will listen. I'm open to that. And I am also open to saying, you know what? Maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe now that I've seen what you're saying, I've heard what you're saying. Yes, maybe I have done this. Maybe I have done that. Maybe I was wrong. I'm willing to say that. And say, well, you know, you're right about that. But it's never, okay, I have to make you say you're right. It's never, I'm right, you're wrong. You know, I realize there are gray areas. I also realize that people are brought up in a totally different way than I am. Their life experiences are different than mine. I also realize that their perspective will be different because of that. And they may not understand where I'm coming from because they've come from a totally different life, a totally different uh, upbringing, a totally different way of thinking. And they may have even had family members, community members, friends around them that have taught them to hate in a way that I can't understand that their thought process is not right. Uh, there may be abuse in their background. There may be, you, you just never know what has brought people to where they are. But I do know one thing. Prejudice is taught. Like they say, if you look at a child, a child, if they don't care if you're gay They don't care if you're black, white, blue. They don't care. Kids see a human being standing in front of them. Little children. They have never been taught that you should hate something or someone. For the color of their skin. For the sexual orientation. In fact, kids don't see any of that. They really don't care. They just see you. And who you are. And how you treat them. That is is where a kid comes from. If you're a nice person, if you're treating them well, if you're not being mean, and you're being a loving, caring individual, heck, a kid, a kid, that's all they see. And they're okay with you as long as that's happening. And I really wish we all retained that. I really wish we all retained that. Now, let's not discount that you learn things along the way that keeps you safe from... Oh, people who who are not up on the uh, up and up and doing the moral thing. You you do learn things in your lifetime to make sure you stay away from people like that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about choices that you make in your prejudices. And now well, some of them could be criminal. Yes, a bigot. I think being a bigot is a criminal thing. I mean, who are you to say that you're better than someone else just because your skin color is different? I mean, how petty is that? Or just because you were born in a certain country and not in another country? Or just because your genetic makeup is different than someone else's? You know, that's like saying that all 
um, dogs are horrible. When there's all different types of breeds that come from different countries. And yes, they all have their pluses and their minuses. But I'm not bigoted against any one dog or another. Same thing with cats. I'm not bigoted against one cat or another. Now, I, you know, you may not like a long-haired cat because you don't like cleaning up hair. Does that mean you're bigoted? No, it just means that's extra work. If you get a pet, you don't want a long-haired cat. <laughs> um, uh, you may not like a chow or an akita or because they're not, you know, they're very, they, they only want to have certain people in their family and they're very protective. And that's just something that's genetically in them to be protective of the individual people that are in their lives. And they, 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 they have a special relationship with one person, maybe two or three. And, but they usually have one person that they're very close to. And it's probably the person who spends the most time with them and feeds them and water, gives them water. So, yes, there's different genetic and personality makeups, but as far as their physicality, I am not bigoted against any type of dog. You know, I may not want a smaller dog because I want a larger dog for protection. Or I may not like smaller dogs because they tend to be a little more, um, they tend to bark a lot, a little more anxious might be something that I myself in my personality can't, you know, handle. But it's the same as, you know, the people that you hang out with, you know, sometimes you would rather be around laid back people. And sometimes you'd rather be around people who are more outgoing and like to do the things that you like to do. Does that mean you're prejudiced against everyone? No, it just means that those type of people melt better with you in the personality department. So it doesn't mean I won't hang out with somebody who is uh, a different personality than me. I will. But, you know, you just meld better. You have closer friends and you have acquaintances. So same thing. I've never quite understood how people can look at someone's ethnicity and say one is better than the other. How can you logically put that in your brain and think that that's the right thing? I don't know. And, you know, I grew up with prejudice around me and I know what that is, but I would never, I, I would never want to be that way. And I guess I could have been that way. You know, when you think about what has happened over the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years or even further back than that, you know, as people grow up in society, you can be made to think that way because I was watching, um, uh, Gloria, a life, which was on PBS. And it was basically about Gloria Steinem and watching old newsreels about how men in broadcasting, male reporters, male anchors sat on the TV. And when the woman's rights, uh, bills came through ERA and all that for women to vote. It hasn't been that long since women have been able to vote. Is it like, you know, 30, 40 years ago? Um, I can't remember what, what the date was, but, um, they, they were getting on TV and saying, well, you know, your, your wife's not going to be home in the kitchen and she's not going to be able to take care of the children because now she's going to have rights. She's going to be able to get a job. I mean, the horrible things that these men said, and they're still on TV. 
some of these men are still old guys that are still reporting or had been reporting and just recently retired. And some of the stuff that they said that was put up, I was just like, wow, that really wasn't that long ago that that was allowed. That was allowed on TV for a male to say stupid stuff like that. It was allowed. You know, sexism was allowed. And that's something that, you know, I try to remember is that, yeah, we've come, we've come, we've come a long way from there, but we're still not quite where we should be when it comes to women's equality. The ERA is not passed in every state. Most of them are Southern states. Does that surprise me? No. And we still haven't passed that. You know, women technically do not have equal rights in this country in those states that haven't passed it. And to be honest with you, I'm, I wouldn't want to live in a state where the ERA isn't passed. I wouldn't want to live in that state. And then get go on top of that, you know, yeah, the ERA is passed, but there's still a lot of misogynistic attitudes that are out there and staying alive. And hopefully that changes and it continues to change. And when I see laws changing in civil rights and I see laws, laws changing for people of color, um, LGBTQ community, and also, you know, some laws changing for women, that's the funny thing is that women aren't getting as much of a change as all these other groups are getting. You know, but I have to say that when uh, people of color or the LGBTQ community get changes in their civil rights, then that brings us women closer to getting the change that we need in our rights. I mean, think about that. We're still not considered equal. And in those states that haven't passed the Equal Rights Amendment, you know, pay cannot be... I mean, women, women's bodies are, are, they can, I think some laws still exist where women, where women have to consult their husbands or partners before they change something in their, like getting their tubes tied. I think that still exists in some states where you have to consult your husband or your father before you can get your tubes tied, that kind of stuff. I'm not sure, but I think that might still exist in some states. And stuff like that, you know, where women have to still consult, you know, or, or, uh, younger, uh, girls, uh, can't get abortions because they have to consult their parents or, or their male parent, you know, the father has to sign off on it. It's not as important as the mother signing off on it. So still there's not equality in this country. And, you know, a lot of women like to think that we're equal, which, yeah, I think we are equal, but on the law books, we're not equal. And we still make, you know, 60 cents on every dollar that a man makes. So that's not good either. So, you know, we also have to think about that. But back to the original subject, uh, I... I have experienced in my own life what you would maybe call reverse racism. People assume that I am white and I am not of mixed background. Uh, People of color will say and do things to me that are just off the charts. I, you know, I live in a city. I live in an inner city, which, you know, 
my ex and I chose to buy a house here and I've chose to stay, but I live in an inner city and I liked, you know, raising my daughter in that. And the fact that she was around all different kinds of socioeconomic levels, all different kinds of ethnic backgrounds and colors. And I wanted her to be open-minded and I wanted her to, that's the world. That's what the world looks like. I wanted her to see the world as it was. And I wanted her to be able to go out into the world and treat all people with respect. And at a lot of places around here, there are, uh, you know, cities where there are no black people, where there are no Latinos, where there are, you know, it's getting better as time has gone on. There are more, you know, people moving into those neighborhoods, but the wealthier neighborhoods, there are a lot of racists who live in those neighborhoods and they don't want people of color living in their neighbors it still exists sad but true and i'm from what i'm told we don't we have a uh clan you know uh, ohio clan uh, uh office not too far from here it might be 20 30 miles from here which that's scary you know and so i wanted my daughter to grow up and being more open-minded and she is, she is. So that was a plus of living here, but also there was a negative of living here because then you have people of color who are racist towards you. And I hate to break it to you, but it happens. Um, I had a guy um, stand in front of the house and we were having a, just a discussion. And I don't know how we got off on this, but he literally said to me that if there was a race uh, uprising in this city ever and that he would be throwing bricks through my window lives across the street from me I was shocked and I didn't even mention to him that I was half Native American I just turned around and walked away because if you can assume just because what you see is who I am then I don't want to talk to you anymore and I have had different people of color do different things to me like that or say things to me like that. Um, here recently, somebody moved in uh, close by and uh, they're an all African-American family. And whenever I open my windows at night to let in cool air because we got the hot days and the cool nights, they literally will go out, put charcoal, they have charcoal in their little grill and they've got it on their... Uh, front porch and they will spray lighter fluid in it and light it up with nothing in it because my windows are open so that that comes into my house and I have to close my windows and they do it every single time it doesn't matter what time of the day it is <laughs> to make me close my windows and it's like they're sitting over there waiting I have gotten up in the middle of the night at like midnight just to open my window because I thought, well, they can't, you know, they can't be up now. Right. And these are recent neighbors and I open up the window and I swear to God, they go outside and they light that freaking grill up every single time. Like how much hate do you have to have in your heart that I'm out at 12, one and I got up this morning at 6am and they did it. And I don't understand how you can have that much hate in your heart that you would do something like that. I mean, 
what is wrong with people? And I went out, I, I cut my grass and, uh, I went out, I, like he, the, the male in the house cut the grass over there. He literally picked up a dead squirrel from their yard and threw it over into my yard. It's now sitting out there in my yard, a dead squirrel. Now, you know, I understand that these kind of things happen to people of color all the time. People, white people do this sort of stuff to them over the years. I understand worse things have happened, but really what I don't even know these people, they haven't even lived there that long and they don't even know me. I've said hi to them. I've been nice to them. I've introduced myself to them yet they're being nasty to me for no reason. I'm a pretty quiet neighbor and I don't disturb too many people. I pretty much stay to myself and I feel like that's being a good neighbor. You know, you let people live their lives, you live your life, you know, whatever. And that's what I'm getting. And they don't even know me because they think I'm white. They think I'm Caucasian. And now we're in the middle of all this Black Lives Matter and, you know, all of that. I guess that's their animosity towards me. But that's what I'm talking about. There is such a thing as reverse racism. And that's not even, there's, that's subtle to some of the stuff that I've had to deal with with the neighbor across the street. And years of him just being bigoted and racist towards me when I am not towards him. And I actually will stand there and try to listen and try to understand where he's coming from and his wife, you know, and, um, the other thing he'll do is he'll sit out on his porch and play his drums. I guess they go to an African American festival and he plays in a band and he would just sit there and play his drums really loudly for the whole neighborhood. And then finally, I, I've never called the police on him, but somebody in the neighborhood always calls the police on him and they come and tell him you're disturbing the peace. Stop. I mean, it's very loud. And that's just one example. And he goes to city council meetings and he, you know, uh, you know, complains and complains. And it's always about race. It's always based on race. And we had, um, fences that were put up in the area, like to block off, we have two huge main thoroughfares that are around our neighborhood and they put fences up because what was happening is people were speeding through the neighborhood. What they would do is they would get off the main drag and then they would speed through our neighborhood. And there were the couple kids that were almost hit. Um, you can't let your kids, you know, even on the smaller streets, even like our streets, you can't let kids out outside because you never know who's going to come speeding down the road. So they put these fences up and to block that traffic from coming into the neighborhood. And now it's really quiet. You don't hear, you know, engines revving down the street in the middle of the night really fast. And it's really changed the neighborhood for the better. Well, he goes to the council every time complaining about how we've, we've put, we've put prison bars around him and he's in a prison in his own neighborhood. Really? Really? Yeah, really, you know, it, it has improved the neighborhood and the house values have gone up anywhere from three to $8,000 because it's now a quiet, safe neighborhood where children can play in the streets 
and not worry about people ripping down the road because they're trying to get off the main drag and get back to their house in the suburbs. And they don't care how they rip through this neighborhood because we're the inner city and who cares about the people in the inner city, right? <laughs> and you have to understand, I can afford to not live here. I could get a house in a suburbs, but why should I waste my money? Why should I live out in the suburbs when I have a, you know, a house that is more beautiful than some of the homes that people I know who live in the suburbs have, and I don't even pay half as much? Because I'm not, I don't have a problem living in the city in a mixed neighborhood. And the thing, the other thing I don't think people understand is that, you know, this neighbor, it's not just white and black. There's Latina, there's Asian, there's Arab, there's, you know, there's all different types of people who live here. There's people from Africa that are different colors that, uh, that have come here. Uh, our city is, op has opened its doors to immigrants to, to move in and come here and uh, to improve the homes, to improve the, the city. So we live in a very multicultural community here and it's not all one color. And so I think that people need to grow up a little bit and realize that just because you're of color doesn't mean that you're not racist. Racist means you espouse one race. And a lot of people of color do that. They espouse their own, their race. And they're against white people or they're against Asians or against anyone that is not who they are. So just remember that when you think that you're not being racist. Check your racism, people of color. Because it goes both ways. This has been Diva Celebration. Until next time.